welcome to um, that United family. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify, iTunes, and um, uh, Anchor, and God knows what else I'm putting the podcast on. This is um, you know that podcast, a uh, new podcast starting. Carrying on from our last one that we started, that had two episodes on, then I stopped. <laughs> but no, I'm joined by um, Nick Denning from Nick Denning. <laughs> <laughs> from, from that United family, Nick Denning. And um, Statman Doug, Doug, Doug Out. I always forget your channel, mate. Doug Out, YouTube channel, and famous Liverpool fan. How are you, both of you? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Buzzing, mate. <laughs> it's hard to be optimistic about Manchester United at the minute and stuff. So, uh, yeah, apart from that, um, it's all good. But how, how are you, Nick, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You know, it's, you know, fans have had a bit of a week, haven't we, really? Yeah, like, and, great. You know, we had, like, the, um, obviously the City game, which we've done pretty well, didn't we? And, you know, we actually played play quite well, but unfor- a bit unfortunate, I thought. Um, then Bruno Fernandes signing. You know, I was really excited I was for the Wolves game. You know, I was working Saturday. I actually couldn't go to the first game I've been to in ages, but I think I couldn't wait to finish to watch the game. It was just a bit, you know. Rubbish, isn't it? Rubbish, <laughs> mate. The performance was just rubbish. Anyway, we'll go into that in a minute. Um, obviously, Doug's here. Um, thanks for coming on, Doug. Much appreciated, mate. Um, obviously, Doug's a Liverpool fan. Ain't that right, Doug? Absolutely, yes. Um, <laughs> as much as I don't like Liverpool, Doug's all right. Um so the first sort of topic we'll go into, obviously Jurgen Klopp's been talking about his FA Cup replay. Um, and he's basically said he's not doing it uh, because of the winter break. What was it? If the Premier League wants to honour a winter break, we're going to do that. And if the FA doesn't want to honour the winter break, then it can go fuck itself. Is pretty much what he said. Um, and he's not going to manage the team and none of his senior players are, are going to play. Some of us are thinking it's very disrespectful. Um, obviously, to the to the biggest English Cup competition there is, in my opinion, and some people think it's well funny. So, as a Liverpool fan, mate, what are your actual thoughts? Uh, it's it's a really difficult one. Um, obviously, I would I would obviously think that you know Jurgen Klopp would obviously manage the club, um, but he he I think he is in his right to honour this winter break. Um, Yes, you can argue that you know. I think, I think what he said was was a bit over the top about not giving you know um, first team players a chance. However, I would probably say that the players that have obviously played at the weekend will obviously get a break. I would obviously maybe play the the, the players that are coming back from injury, like your Lovrens, your Fabinho's. Like I, they were really poor in the in the in the first game against Shrewsbury, and I think they would want to redeem themselves. So uh, I can understand why he wants to rest rest his players, uh, but I would probably play a team of maybe not under twenty threes, but maybe players that are coming back from injury. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't watch the Shrewsbury game, so I, I can't really comment on how bad they were. Um, but I did see like Mo Salah and out on the pitch, which is pretty mad. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's a bit like, well, fucking, what? Wang on a minute, Cloppy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still a cup competition, and like, obviously, obviously, what Nick was saying a minute ago before we before we went on air, um, that it's like it's it's a good thing for United fans or any, any fans that don't like Liverpool across the across the world that, that you know if they go out to Shrewsbury because they're playing a, 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 a really weakened team, then it's no treble for you lot. 
<laughs> potentially, whoa, potentially, because it might not win the Champions League again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I think the the difference with this uh, cup tie is that it's at Anfield, and I think I think if it was away, then I think Shrewsbury probably beat us. But the fact is at Anfield, I am confident in the 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 under twenty threes to get the job done. But the the twenty threes, I suppose it is. I was going to say they've already lost the cup comp- uh, cup game this season for the first team, haven't they? But that was Villa, and it's a different game. And what do yeah. you what do you think, Nick? Like what like the whole Jurgen Klopp think, I'm not playing to pick up Malaki. I think that Klopp's well and is right to be honest, and I think this is the FA's fault really for like they should have realised that. Some teams are going to be playing, you know, are going to have like, you know, it could be a replay and this potentially could have happened. But, you know, this is inconvenient because I know Southampton feel exactly the same. They could have made a plan or something. I do understand with cup replays. If you had like, you know, the lower team, you know, if they get a replay, it could like secure their future for, you know, for like for years but they could make there's ways they could work out they could like made there could be like a rule or something if two premier leagues played each other they could at the end of the game make an agreement go we want to play on mm. do you know what i mean you, you know the southampton manager and like they could have come together and go right we don't want the replay are you guys happy you know do you know what i mean no happy to play on i think that was uh tottenham and wasn't it tottenham and southampton didn't want to do mm. it but you know you could you know could do an agreement yeah exactly um i think I see. I'm totally different to you two. I'm like, ah, nah. He should just play it, mate. Get it played with with the team. And he, his his job is to manage the first team. And if the first team has been playing the cup competitions, then he should be there to play it. It's the biggest cu- English cup to win. Like, I know the Premier League's massive and it gives you loads of money, but the predis- the pre- prestigious like thing that goes around the FA Cup and the and and the, like the glory of it, mate. It's absolutely mental. But I don't. I think it's a bit disrespectful, if I'm honest. But, but that's just me. Whether it's like whether an Englishman who would do that now or a British, sorry, not interesting, like a British manager that knows more about the FA. I'm not saying Jurgen Klopp's not doesn't know anything about the FA Cup or out. But do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to. I don't want to come across sounding like a proper dick. But I just think, yeah, I think it's a tool, mate. Do you think it was an English manager who'd do it? The, the no, that's what, no, what I'm saying, mate. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I really don't. I don't know what your views are, Doug. Like, I, I just don't think an English manager would. Uh, fact, fact, fact is though, Jurgen Klopp has never been past the fourth round as a manager for Liverpool for the FA Cup. Um, he, I mean, if I'm being honest, like from looking at the the, the teams that are still in the FA Cup, um. Like Bournemouth played a really young side against Arsenal. I think the FA Cup is now being undermined by managers because they're playing. I think there's a cut. There's loads of teams that are like your Watfords, like your your Norwiches. Okay, Norwich are still in it, but teams like Aston Villa, teams like Bournemouth, they're not going to play a a stronger side. I think I think there's now teams that are actually undermining the FA Cup by making making their their squads as like a reserve squad. Mm. Do you think that comes down to the amount of money in the Premier League? Because obviously if you get relegated, it's like it's detrimental to small clubs, i.e. like Bournemouth, Burnley, you know, clubs like that. Even uh, people like Villa, potentially, well, I've got new owners, probably not. Um, you know, like the smaller clubs, if they go down, it's absolutely, look what happened to Portsmouth and Southampton in the past. Um, obviously went down, got relegated two, two or three times. Portsmouth went, went all the way down to League Two, I think. So, do you think it's the money in the game now that's affecting sort of the cup competitions 
not being fielded stronger teams. I yeah. Think... Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think the money is 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 a big big problem about about the about 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 the teams uh, undermining the FA Cup for me. Yeah. But you, Nick. Yeah, well, I think most, you know, most teams would, you know, survival is their main priority, isn't it? And, you know, and if you'd offer one of these teams like Bournemouth saying, you, you know, you're going to go down, but you win the FA Cup, what would you rather take? They take survival any day of the week, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, but on, on the flip side, that happened to Wigan, didn't it? Wigan won the FA Cup and then got relegated. And then they were playing European football in the championship. Yeah, but- but if they come back though, they haven't they haven't been back up not, since, have they? Not really. No, no. I do. I see what you're saying. Like once you go down, sometimes it's very hard to come back up. Well, Leeds think... United's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, because you think mm. about some of these players. They play in the Premier League. They get the taste for it. So as soon as they go down, a lot of players do think about jumping ship, don't they? Mm. And, yeah, you know, no, I see what you're saying. Problem, Bur- you know, it's hard to come, hard to come up. Like, you know. Bur- you, so Birmingham City won the League Cup in 2011. They got relegated. Yeah, fucking hell. Was that when Martin scored? A Fabian yeah. Martins, Arsenal. A howler, wasn't it? Absolute howler from Arsenal. Yeah, it was it. Uh, yeah, right. it was proper right. defensive error. Yeah, yeah. Madness, mate. Um, all right, enough of Liverpool. Um, as it was not really a Man United podcast because I'm trying to move away from my channel. Well, not my because it's on my channel. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about United a little bit, shall we? Um, obviously, transfer window. We co- I co- oh my god, the baby's still he's running around like a lunatic. Um, obviously, United, uh, Liverpool had signed what is it one incoming? I think um, United had two incoming, one massive one, and one sort of panic buy. I think. <laughs> So all round United's transfer window wasn't ideal. Me and me and Doug have covered. We spoke about this on our um, on the one hour live thing I did on on, on YouTube, um, saying how how good was our window from an outsider. Nick, let me know, mate. What what what's the crack with the transfers then? Like you know, do you what? <laughs> Fernandez decent. Agallo not not knocking the lad, but he's probably not everyone's first choice. Um, just enlighten me on how we operate. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I read a thing the other day saying that Man United knew that Lukaku was planning to leave last February. And you could see that by, you know, he wasn't training with us, was he, in the summer. We should be have some sort of tar- targets and that, like, drawn up. And it, like, it, got to dead, it got to deadline day. And, like, it's like, you know, we were a bit desperate for someone. You know, and, and I really don't understand why we didn't go for, for Holland. You know, considering like the reason was we didn't want to agree to the sell-on course. Well, hopefully he's going to come to us, be an amazing player. We'd never want to sell him anyway. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, with a clause, mate, you have no choice. So if if there's if there's a fifty million buyout clause in his contract, and say Real Madrid come in and say, right, there's fifty million quid, you cannot reject it. Wasn't it a sell-on though? It was a sell-on clause. Was, like, was, percentage. I thought is they wanted fifty percent of the sell-on. I think that wasn't that the clause. I'm not sure. Was it a sell-on or was it a release clause? I don't know, <laughs> but I, I thought it was actually. I thought it was actually the sell. Well, well, if it's a sell-on clause, I don't see the issue. Whether they got a, they're asking around about it being half of whatever they get. But if you've made your money back on it, what's the issue anyway? But also, they, you know, I didn't want to deal with the parasite, did they? No, Mino Riola is a bit of a tool, uh, if you ask me. Um, he's one of these guys that just shouldn't be allowed anywhere near football because he's just in it for the money. Mm. Hence but- why he moves players around. Obviously, Lingard got picked up by Riola. Don't ask me why. And then as soon as he signed that thing, mate, linked the way to Milan straight away. And now it's come out today as recording this that he is favourites to go to either Atletico Madrid or Roma in the summer. 
he's done though. I think you know I love him. He's United. You know he's, he's United born and bred, isn't he? But he struggled last two years, hasn't he? And yeah, know. he's shite, mate. Just don't beat around the bush, mate. He's rubbish. Did you notice? Um, it went wrong in the summer, didn't it? When he was doing all those like you know Snapchat things with Rashford, and they both got warned. Mm-hmm. Rashford sort of like st- stepped away, didn't he? And yeah, he's it... got his head down a little bit, isn't he? And, and it cracked off a bit. Yeah, he's struggling. I think his time in the United chat is done now, and I think most fans feel the same. As an outsider, Doug, do you reckon like people obviously look at us now, going, "God, now yeah, they got Fernandez, decent. Well, well, he he looks decent. Does, you know, he's got so many goals and so many assists in the Portuguese league. Obviously, Fernandez did play in Italy and didn't really light it up. If I'm completely honest, he's only really come to fruition at at Sporting and in the Portuguese league. So, as an outsider, we signed Fernandez and Agallo. Like what? What are people saying? Um, I think do you know actually people are ridiculing the Agala signing, but I think it's actually sensible. I think it's really sensible. Get him in for six months, see what he can do. Um, and actually, you know, he has a pretty good record in the the Premier League. Oh, okay, obviously, I've said this already. Twenty fifteen, he was the highest scorer in a calendar year. Um, and then it just fell off. It just fell apart from him. I, mean, I think he, I think he scored like one in sixteen. Signed a new contract in twenty sixteen, and obviously he was sold on in twenty seventeen. Fernandez is a fantastic signing, um, and it's one that Manchester United have been needing to make for ages. Um, and it's going to be a very, very interesting way to see how they, how they, they bring them into the uh, the team. Um, but to be honest with you, I was reading something. Apparently, Agallo and Fernandez have already played with each other. Apparently, they were together. They were they were very very. It was very very brief, but they were together in a in an Italian side that that off the top of my head I cannot think for the life of me. Sampdoria, they, maybe. That's right. Yeah, Sampdoria. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how well they they link up. But I mean. I think Manchester United have done very, very well to get rid of Ashley Young, more Deadwood. Um, and actually, to be honest, I might, get, I might get a lot of stick for saying this, but I think Ollie is doing a good job getting rid of the Deadwood. Yes, he is. Ollie's doing a cracking job. You're on the right channel, mate, if you're Ollie in. Um, no, l- listen, right. Agarlo, he's not. He wasn't anyone's first choice, right? And when we got linked with him, it was like, fucking Agar- Agarlo and Sal- Salami, or whatever his freaking name is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going, well, hang on a minute. One couldn't even do it at Leicester, so he, they shipped him out on loan. Um, he, my brother-in-law, on the on my other side, on, on my side of the family, uh, my sister's husband, is a Leicester fan, and was like, I don't even know if he's at my club anymore. That's how rubbish he is. And like, obviously, we're being linked with him. Um and then Agallo, you know, like you say, 2016 season at Watford, mate, absolutely lit it up, was absolutely unstoppable. Um, scored shit tons of goals. Um, the season after didn't really do very well. And then um, he obviously got sold to China, right? And everyone's going, ah, you know, he's been playing in China for three years or whatever. Right, that's fine. It's not an issue. He's on 300 grand a week. Like, do you expect an, an average Premier League striker, because he is, he was that, just an average Premier League striker, to go, no, do you know what? I'm going to go and play for Bournemouth on 50k a week. Sod your 300 grand. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of attitude. Like, if I was going to, if someone's going to pay me 300 grand a week to play in a shit league, I'm doing it. And yeah. he's, isn't it? He's getting, he's getting, he's, you know, he's 30 years old. He's just looking at the pay packet then, wasn't it? Exactly. Well, he's 30 now, right? If we were to sign him at the end of the season, which there is an option to buy, he would be 31 years old, right? 
we're paying him 100 grand a week, which is, it blows my mind that, you know, right? We're playing a Gallo 100 grand a week. So that Chinese side is probably paying him the other 200 grand a week. But the loan, what we've, what we've probably paid for him as well to take him on loan probably covers what they're going to pay him anyway, right? Yeah. So it comes to the end of the season. He scored eight goals, say, which I, I can quite, I can see him doing that. I can see him scoring eight, five, between five and eight goals, which is all you want him to do, isn't it? And we sign him. He's on 150 grand a week. We won't. There's, there's out, mate, we've done, wait, we've signed Bebe and Clemerson, mate. Yeah, we, we won't sign. I don't, <laughs> not Ollie, is it? He wants youth, doesn't he? Ollie's been looking towards the future, so he'd be going against himself, wouldn't he? I don't think we will sign him. But, I, you know, I think he, he could do a good job. And also, you know, I've seen pictures of him when he was a youngster wearing a United shirt. He was a United fan, so... Oh, mate, he's buzzing. You should he have, you, have you seen the pictures of him outside the Lowry today? No, I haven't. But he, oh, mate, he is... He, he looks seen, really happy. Looks I've really never, happy. I've never seen someone smile so much in my life, mate. And he was he had an interview. Uh, it's not a recent one. Uh, I think it might... I think it's sort of like a Nigerian TV channel, maybe. Um but this, the, the woman who was interviewing was going like, oh, who did you support growing up? He was like, Man United. Like, dead smiley. And he was going, what's your dream? Like, if you could do anything in football, what is your dream? And he was like, playing for Man United. Like, he just wants to play for Man United. And all he said, didn't he, in a press conference, that he wants a striker that's going to break his nose for the club. And if anyone's going to do it, mate, it's a Garlo. He might get that extra 15% out of him because he's doing it for the badge. Exactly. Sorry. I think that's what we need. And anybody got like a part of the Martial or a bit more effort. <laughs> got got a few wee stats on uh, on a Gallo. Uh, so obviously 2014-2017, Watford, he scored 33 goals in 82 appearances. Then he was... Uh, so, this was a team that he was sold to before Shanghai, uh, Carl. Chan Chun Yatai. I hope yes. I've pronounced that right. He scored 36 goals in 55 appearances. Good. Which is pretty good, and then uh, he scored. He's had 17 appearances this season. And he scored 10 goals yeah, for look, Shanghai. Listen, right. If you're a goal scorer, you're a goal scorer. And if anyone's gonna, is if anyone is the poster boy for scoring goals, it's Romelu in the modern days. Romelu Lukaku, look, right. He's not a. He's not very good, Romelu Lukaku, at anything else apart from scoring goals. Do you know what I mean? And he's doing yeah. it in Italy. He scored, he scored twice again the other day. Do you yes. know what I mean? So if you're going to score goals, you can do it in any league, in my opinion, anyway. So we don't want Agalo doing stepovers and fucking Cruyff turns and all that shit. We just want to put that round thing in the big white thing. You've got to work harder in the Premier League, though, haven't you? It's like, you know... Of course you have. Like, look at the tank. Like, look at Smallin. He's flourishing up there because he was a great, great defender. He wasn't that great on the ball, but in the Italian league, he's got so much more time than you do in the Premier League. So he's flourishing. And that's it. But Agallo's record is something like, like you say, Doug, is something like one in two in the Premier League. Yeah. So, and that's not yeah. bad. It's not a bad return, is it? And he's not coming in to be the... Well, he probably will be the first strike striker at the minute. You'll probably see Martial push wide. So yeah. whoever else on the right. And Agallo through the middle until Rashford's back, if he's back. But if, like, if you've got a fully fit front three, he's, not, he's, he's on the bench. Hmm. Dan James, though, he doesn't. He needs. Is he our first choice? No, you play Greenwood wide, don't you? To give Dan James a rest. 
I, th- I think Dan James has really needing the rest. He he lo- he's looked really really knackered. Like he looked really knackered against um, against Wolves. And actually, to be honest with you, I can actually see a Gallo starting against Chelsea next Monday. Mm-hmm. I've said that. I said it on Twitter. I said it. I reckon he'll start. I really do. I really really do. And the thing with Dan James, I've seen people hammering him on Twitter. He's not good enough. He's this. He's shit. He's like, mate. Wow. He's been here six months. Never <laughs> played Premier League football. Was signed for eighteen million quid to be developed not just thrown in um obviously due to injuries and stuff um he's had to be thrown in poor lad i've even i've even seen people getting on aaron wambazaka's back recently oh, like goodness me. like he's not good enough Who, who's saying that like one of the best right backs i've ever like seen ever um, could... well hang on a minute whoa, 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 whoa. that's always gonna don't clip me up right <laughs> Potentially, like he's got everything. I seen um, there was ah, there was a stat on uh, on Twitter today. It was it come from like Opta or something like that, right? And his stats versus Trent's, funny enough, are way above. Like tackles, um, even running forwards, uh, dribbles past people dribbling past him is way better than Trent's. Um, p- him completing dribbles is better than Trent's. Um, his crossing accuracy is better, which is madness. Is better than Trent's. I think I think that was I think that was the stat. Um, so I don't know why people the quote was on the tweet it was like and people blow smoke up up the other one's ass, meaning Trent do you know what I mean so everyone like says oh he's such amazing right and he's a good right back don't get me wrong he's a very good right back but like it's very close between them two so people getting an Aaron Rambazaka's back I think it's a bit harsh I, th- I think I think, you've, I think you've got two great right backs there for, for England as well and I think I think it's going to be a big big problem for uh you know, Southgate to, you know, pick at the Euros, you know, obviously Juan Bissaka, very good defensively. Okay, not very good offensively. And then you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is not very good defensively, but offensively is fantastic. So do you move Trent into midfield or do you play Juan Bissaka right back? You know, I I can see Trent being moved into midfield. Yeah, I think, because this is what we could do at United as well. Southgate loves playing a three, doesn't he, at the back, right? So why not keep Trent as a wing back, play Aaron Wambazaka as one of the three in centre half, maybe like a, a, a Wambazaka, a Joe Gomez, and a Harry Maguire, um, and then play whoever on the left, Chilwell. Mm. I don't no. think it, I don't think they both won't play. I think you take them both to the Euros though. Definitely, they both definitely because don't. you play you play Trent in the games where you're gonna have more of the ball. And you play um, Wambazaka when you play your Spains, your Portugals. Do you know what I mean? In the in, when you when you've got to sit back and actually be compact, because like you say, Trent gets turned inside out willy nilly. Rashford absolutely tore him a new one on the last couple of occasions. Do you know what I mean? Because he gets at him, and he and Trent just can't deal with that. Where Aaron Wambazaka is very defensively great. So I don't know. As a United fan, it's actually like. Actually, feel the defense is pretty sad, and the fullbacks actually two positions I actually feel happy about. You know, with Brandon Williams and Basaka, you know, I know that's two decent fullbacks that we've got that are going to be there for years. You know, and Brandon Williams looks like he's going to be one hell of a player. Mm. You know, I actually feel happy about that. Um, I think, you know, I think Basaka, I don't think he'll get in in front of Trent, but he's definitely going to push him close, I think. Oh, no, his defensive stats since last season uh, or the year before are just insane. Yeah, Basaka in the derby this year, the, the Etihad, you know, the league one in December, he was like a brick wall. 
literally outstanding. It, nothing could get past. I just couldn't believe what we were watching. Every like Sterling just didn't know what you know. Sterling just didn't have a clue what to do. Yeah, mate. Arrow Abazaka's mint, mate. I absolutely love him. Um, so right, quickly moving on. Right, uh, this is hopefully this gets the transitions. Do you know what? I hope they get a bit smoother because this is awful, isn't it? Um, right, I, I had tweeted out. Um, today actually saying any questions for the podcast so this is the part where we uh, take questions from twitter that i asked um so lee lee doyle um is on twitter um he said would a saudi takeover be the right thing for the club mine and i had obviously go on nick i'll let you speak first as you're an IF fan definitely anything but the glazers <laughs> you reckon yeah even though the whole human rights thing and saudis care. being saudis do you know what I mean? They'll come in, they'll spend the money, and you know the Glazers just not. Do you know what I mean? They at least if they, if they want to come in and do, like actually want to build the club and do great things, club. I'm all over that. The Glazers, it's just money for them, isn't it? The only thing they want to do is sort of money out of the club. So, and I think you know every United fan feels the same. Yeah, you exactly. want the Glazers gone, really? Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Your Glazers parasites, mate. Leeches, that's all they are. What about you, Doug? Like do, is, Saudis come into the Premier League. That's more of a more of a question for you, isn't it? I think, I think, I think honestly, like I've been following the like I've been following the like with well, the Glazers and all the you know the fallout between Manchester United. I honestly think that it would be very very good for United to get fresh investment because um, you know there's lots of there's lots of protests against Glazers etc. Um, I think it'd be good financially for Manchester United and. If it means getting Ed Woodward away from the business side of things, then that would be very, very good as well for, for United. Yeah, that's another question here. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, Andrew Walls is Andrew underscore Wall on Twitter. Um, will United ever appoint a director of football and who is the best pos- person for the role? Number one, um, no, I don't think we'll ever hire a director of football because Ed Woodward. And number two, I have no idea because every everyone everyone is... It. Everyone's doing a job wherever they are, so I don't know who you get in. Anyone wants to? It's open to anyone if you want to have a discussion about that. Like, are United going to ever get one with the current owners? I don't think they are. I don't think the Glazers will sell up either. I don't think they. I don't think. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, all the fans are doing these protests, but they're not at the games. They're in America. They don't care, do they? As long as their pockets are being, being filled, they don't care. They don't have to watch anything. They probably don't even watch the highlights or anything. You know. They probably, I mean, yeah. they probably, Hear things along the pipeline of a protest, but they don't. Care. The pop- thing is, the thing is, though, they weren't even at the game on on the weekend. Yeah. One of the biggest times of the year for us. You know, in the Busby Babes thing, <laughs> and and they weren't even there. It's a business for them. That is all it is. It's a business investment. Yeah. Wang, yeah. They don't care. They don't even care. They probably don't even know anything. They probably only hear like along the great lines about the protests. But you know, they. Do you know what I mean, they probably. Do you know what I mean, they, the only thing they care about is all the money they're siphoning out of the club and the pockets getting lined. It's, 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 actually, it's actually really scary that United will have had the Glazers for 15 years this year. It's mad, isn't it? But the thing is, though, right, people weren't really... I know some people were. Obviously, the old FC United of Manchester was created and the massive protest. Before they even bought the club, there was a massive protest outside Old Trafford. Um, but people aren't really asked, some people, because we were winning. 
But that's only covered up. The Glazers' work is only covered up by the greatest ever manager to step foot on this planet because we're winning so many titles and, and trophies, Champions Leagues, with, 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 you know, arguably sometimes, some years, with an average, pretty average squad. Um, obviously, it was more highlighted when Fergie left. You've left um, David Moyes, a, a championship side, Premier League winning side, and then he finished, well, he lasted eight months in the job. So... It's it's that lack of investment over them fifteen years, the fact of having Fergie as a manager, and then not investing properly in the last seven years, which is really sort of like really hurt us, if I'm honest. Um, going back onto the strikers really quickly, and um, obviously we're talking about um, who do we sign? Did we did we talk about who do we sign? Anyway, no, I think that was before the I think that's before we recorded. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about who we should sign as a striker in the summer with Agallo, obviously potentially leaving us um, after a six-month flame. Um, Billy Sheeran says, um, with Haaland no longer an option, who is the main striker we go for in the summer? Werner. I think Timo the, Werner. I think that's the only one I could really think of, you know, going going for, really. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. There just seems to be a lack of strikers out there doesn't there that are realistically that we're going to get because we ain't going to get Mbappe we ain't going to get Neymar do you know what I mean what is there who is there really out there that realistically we could get that's going to come in and really lead that you know that attack well that's it I don't know uh, you know like you say there isn't anyone really I don't know is there is there anyone Doug that like United can sign as a striking option a realistic striking option that's going to bring your vet you Jovic at Real Madrid, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jovic, not a bad shot. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not been getting his game, but, I mean, that would, that would be a bit of a, bit of a shout to get. Um, I've, I've actually believed that Bayern Munich have actually dropped their interest in Werner, and I think he has set his eyes on the Premier League. Mm. So I think it is probably... I think he is going to have a bit of a, a battle. Uh, I, think, I think Manchester United, Liverpool, possibly Chelsea... I think we're all probably going to be in for Werner in the summer. Yeah, it screams volumes when two massive, well, I'd say massive, one massive Premier League club and another, you know, sort of smaller one in, in Tottenham Hotspur. Um, we're battling out over a Gallo. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> and that's how short the, the options are. Obviously, they lost Harry Kane long term um, and there's no one else to buy apart from an Agallo. So, mm. like you say, I don't think it's, it's going to be a hard one, but like I say, Timo Werner, Luka Jovic is another one. Um, but apart from them two, I can't really think of <laughs> another option unless you want to go and spend 200 million quid. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go get Harry Kane from Tottenham, who probably won't come, he's going to cost you 200 million quid. And then Bappe is going to cost you more than that. Uh, <laughs> Jesse just... wouldn't us Kane, would he? Jesse <laughs> Well, no, well, I don't. I don't think he'd have a choice if Levy was like, "Mate, that's a lot of money. We're having it. You, you go in." Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know, mate. I, it's a, it's a hard one because I just I just don't know. <laughs> um, Michael seventy four hashtag mufc um, at mufc underscore seventy four asked um, who was the worst player to play for Man United and who was the best player to play for United. He says, "Keep up the good work." With your family. Thanks, mate. Right, let me start this. Let me start this. Bebe is by far Bebe or Massimo Taibi. Um, <laughs> although, although, after that big, it's that massive um, 
<laughs> that massive mistake he made with the one that went through his legs. I'm pretty sure he got man of the match at Anfield the next game. Yes, he did. So it, it might be a harsh one, but that mistake is unforgivable. It's almost on par with the Barters one at Upton Park with his hand in the air for offside. Remember that one? <laughs> the cameo? That was pretty shit. Um, and the best player to play for United, it's hard. It's really, really hard because there's been a lot of good players. Uh, but I'd probably go in my era, so 90s through to present day, I'd probably go... There's been a lot. Uh, probably, I'm probably going to go with, uh, it's hard, uh, Paul Scholes. As an all-rounded footballer, mate, Paul Scholes. Mm. Um, we'll go, go on, Doug, let us know as an outsider. Who do you reckon? Worst player for Man United. Wow. You, I mean, <laughs> I mean we've, we've had some absolute shockers. You've had some absolute shockers as well. I remember when you brought Cleberson. There was a lot said about him. Um, yeah, he he was pants. Eric Jemba Jemba. He actually oh. ended up, he actually ended up at St Mirren. He did, yeah. So that's, he, did. Um, oh, he was that. so he was so good. They named him twice, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, I mean, you've you've had some obviously, uh, baby. You know, baby Cleberson. Um, they're pretty I'm... bad then, though, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, best. Um... Oh, you've you've had some classic players over over the years: Beckham, Scholes, Keane, Giggs. Mm. Uh, you know, Cantona, Ronaldo, Rooney, Van Persie. Oh goodness, Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> Van Nistelrooy. Uh, there's so many you could you could actually pick from. If I had to pick one, though. Just because of his basically consistent and he kept scoring in every season in the Premier League, Ryan Giggs. Yeah, yeah, it's a good shout out to be fair. My, my, my choice, I was going to say Ryan Giggs, but I, Paul Scholes is, is mint, mate. Go on, Nick. I think you've got a few choices. There's about a million shirts behind you. Yeah, um, Ryan Giggs is definitely, I think, best player. And it's whole reason I support Man United. I love, I've always loved Ryan Giggs. Mm. Worst? Yeah. I don't know. Probably, you cut... yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I think, Di Maria, because he got man of the match mm-hmm. in the Champions League final the year yeah. before. But you know, I thought we spent, we broke the record, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Really struggled, but that's probably the most disappointing. But I think one of the we would love now. I think we would absolutely throw out Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy. He would have stayed longer and that. He would be breaking all sorts of records in the Premier League, I think. He was such a goal scorer. It was such a shame when he left. Like It was a bit like the Bex one. I was absolutely gutted when he went to Madrid. Like Losing that goal, that just that pure goal scorer. Like Everyone used to whinge, like, oh, he never scores goals outside of the box. Who gives a toss? Right. If, he's right. scoring, if he's scoring 30 goals a season inside the box, mate, just right. cracking. Someone, if you, if you, if people think that Google some of Van Nistelrooy's goals for Man United because they're ridiculous. So he was just had such an eye for goal. What was the one? It was at Old Trafford, I think. Or was it at Fulham? Or was it at Old Trafford Fulham. against Fulham? Fulham. Yeah, when he ran from like the halfway line. He basically picked it. He picked it up in, in his own half, and they basically dribbled past a lot of Fulham players and then put it in the bottom corner. Yeah, cracking yeah, goal. Yeah, awful <laughs> player, mate. Absolutely awful. 
yeah, no, apart from that, that's probably yeah, I'll probably agree with all of them to be fair. Um there's not many there's not many worse ones than probably Bebe or Clemerson. Maybe He was an absolute gold poacher though, Van Nistelrooy. He was just <laughs> Uh, any cross that went into the box, you 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 could put your mortgage on him scoring. Yeah, he was always there, and it's just that anticipation and eye for goal, and someone that's going to stand between the posts. Mate, what we do yeah. now, imagine what I do to have our Nestroy playing playing for us now. <laughs> what I do for just any goal scorer, any decent goal scorer, like like I said, Harry Kane just gets goals. He just scores goals. Like he like. It, Ibrahimovic just scores goals like you don't see him for half the game or three quarters of the game and then he scored two you're like ah, oh fucking sounds we've always been United always had great goal scorers over the years haven't we a great forward and it's like this part of us we don't have anyone to you know like uh, Rashford is a good goal scorer but you know he plays better out on the left doesn't he but we don't have it's the first time we don't have an amazing like, so I don't think Rashford's an out and out goal scorer I know he scores a lot it's going to sound stupid that it, I don't think he's a goal getter, but he gets goals. Does that make sense? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think his 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 first thing is that I'm right. I'm going to score. I'm going to score three goals, and I think he just makes himself score goals with the way you know he comes in off that right. I know that sounds really stupid, but like like you say, a Berbatov, a, a Van Nistelrooy, um, you know, a, a Mark Hughes, people like that will just stand in between the, the posts and go right. <laughs> give me the ball. I want to kick it in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we lack. And I think Nogalo is one of them who just wants to get the ball in the goal. So we can we, we can see how well it goes. Um, but apart from that, um, I think that's about it, I think. I think that was the last sort of option um, to talk about. So um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, Doug, Doug is it. Go and check Doug out. He's, um, go and check the Doug out on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it is the Doug out. Is it Doug out football channel, Doug? Yeah, it's a dugout football channel where I basically do, I, I can do Premier League predictions, I do SPFL predictions, uh, I've, I've done Champions League predictions as well, I do Liverpool match previews and uh, match reactions as well, come and check me out. Yeah, follow him on Twitter, uh, what's your, oh mate, I, I, I was on, um, where was I, I did a preview with Joe from Paddock and uh, and Jay from Full Time Devils, right, and I said, oh, what's your, what's your acts, and I'm like, oh, don't you know him, and it, this, I was like, no mate, because I don't pay any attention, so what's your, what's your Twitter handle, mate? It's at Enrod underscore 1992. There we go, I'll get him all in the links anyway in the description, so check Doug out below if you're watching on YouTube, if not, you just have to type it in your phone if you're watching it, or hearing it in your ears. Um, Nick, is that Nick Denning, MUFC, in it? Yeah, that's the one. No YouTube channel because you appear on ours all the time. Yeah, well, it's good to talk to you. I could talk to you, Doug, and I hope you have a terrible rest of the season. I actually, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I actually hope Liverpool get loads of injuries. I do. I could see Liverpool winning every game to the end of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, but imagine that. Like, imagine it. Oh, don't, mate, because they've not won the league in 30 years, right? Or whatever it is. Um, is it 30 or 31 years? Uh, th- 30 years, but yeah, it's basically six wins we need to to win the title, and it wouldn't it be po- poetic justice if we got a, a guard of honour at the Etihad. That would just make that would just make my season. At least it's not Old Trafford Day. But imagine, like, imagine if you win the league after 30 years, unbeaten, gold uh, Premier League trophy, only draw once. I'm off to the Maldives, mate. Yeah. I'm going somewhere I can't be contacted for at least. <laughs> I'm staying off Twitter. I don't like football anymore. And it's a <laughs> shit game anyway. 
Thanks for watching. Check everyone out. Um, and I'll try and avoid the Liverpool supporters next time. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, lads. See you later. No problem. See you later.